actually very fortunate here on the Charlie Romer podcast to have a lot of uh, high achievers, uh, a lot of folks that uh, perform at the uh, top of their profession, uh, athletes, celebrities, uh, golfers. Yeah, I don't always classify golfers as athletes. Sometimes they are, but we aren't always. But uh, anyway, I've also had a lot of great friends, a lot of lifelong friends. And uh, in this case, uh, our guest today is both. Uh, John Cook um, has had a lot of success for a long time in the world of golf, going back to an amazing amateur career. He played at Ohio State and was U.S. amateur champion. He very nearly won back-to-back U.S. amateurs, a, a rare feat. In fact, uh, uh, after winning his first U.S. amateur the very next year's defending champion, he uh, lost in the finals uh, a match play. So he won 11 consecutive matches in the U.S. amateur. That, that's something that very few people uh, have uh, been able to accomplish. And uh, as a professional, he won 11 times on the PGA Tour. And um, he had, uh, um, I would say, a really neat approach to his career. Um, just uh, doing what he needed to do, being very moderate, not uh, chasing after windmills, but being uh, at the same time open to new developments and, and new technologies and new techniques. And uh, that uh, ended up producing uh, 10 wins on PGA Tour champions. And I know John, although I did play with him a time or two on the PGA Tour, and when you got paired with him, it was always fun because he was one of these guys that uh, nobody ever says anything bad about. Uh, his only fault that I can tell is uh, he's a little too hard on himself. And he's one of these guys that would uh, maybe get a little too down on himself and then kind of come over and apologize after and say, man, I hope I didn't distract you. And, uh, yeah, he's just that, that kind of guy. And and uh, he's a pro's pro. Uh, that's a term that gets used quite a bit. Uh, what, what I mean by that is his professionals respect him not only for uh, how, how he plays the game, but how he conducts himself. And um, very knowledgeable, learned a lot from the late Ken Venturi, and, and he's very uh, been very generous in, in passing that information down and mentoring younger players that, that come behind him, including Patrick Cantlay, who um, is uh, going to do some amazing things, already has, but uh, Patrick Cantlay's going to end up being a a major champion on the PGA Tour, and and uh, John Cook has spent quite a bit of time with with Patrick Cantley. So I always love spending time with John Cook, and uh, let's uh, welcome him to the show now. Welcome into the Charlie Reimer Balls in the Air podcast, because if you have a nine o'clock tea time, the balls are in the air at nine o'clock. On this podcast, we talk about golf, life, and pretty much anything else that we get to. And today, I'm thrilled to be joined by John Cook. John uh, has 11 wins on the PGA Tour, 10 on the PGA Tour champions, one of the nicest guys that you'll ever meet, and he's my good buddy, and that's the most important part. Cookie, I appreciate you taking out some time to uh, go balls in the air with us here uh, today. I love it. it. Every golfer knows exactly what that means. Nine o'clock. Balls in the air. On, on a P- there, yep. Ready to go. On a PGA Tour, if you got a 9 o'clock tea time, you're teeing at 9 o'clock. No doubt about that. So, <laughs> so Cookie, um, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on with PGA Tour champions, in particular with Phil Mickelson and Jim Furyk coming out, and they are absolutely on fire. Looks like they're going to win everything in sight. <laughs> Is it that easy? Oh, man. Um, Charlie, you know, you played a couple of events. I've played a, a ton. It, it's not that easy. Uh, 
is the talent is incredible. You've got Hall of Famers. You've got major championship winners. You've got guys, I mean, through the whole tour, you've got, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of wins uh, throughout the PGA Tour careers. Uh, you've got major champions, uh, you know, dozens of major championships uh, won on that uh, PGA Tour champions. Uh, so to have Jim here uh, come out, win his first two events, and have Phil come out, win his first two events, it's only been done once, one other time um, in the history of the PGA Tour champions, and that was Bruce Fleischer. So, um, you know, to have them come out, yeah, it's kind of an anomaly, but it's great to have them out there and supporting the PGA Tour champions. Charlie, you, you, you've been out there. You know the vibe out there. Uh, when Fred Couples is out there and supporting, you've got Rakeep Goosen out there supporting. You've got Bernhard Langer at 63 years old, you know, still going strong. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's a great community, but to have them out and participating and supporting that PGA Tour champion uh, only gives it a shot in the arm, uh, in, in my opinion, as Fred's kind of winding down. You know, he was that needle mover, but to have Phil and Jim Furyk out there, they're kind of needle movers, as, as is Ernie Ells as well. So um, to have them out winning right away, that's a good thing, but <laughs> we don't want them to win all the time. So this, we want to spread that around just a little bit. <laughs> I understand that. And you, you mentioned Langer and some of the other players starting to get uh, – on the north side of 60. You're on the north side of 60 now. Obviously, you're, you're in great shape. You, you work a lot on the telecast uh, out on PGA Tour Champions, but you still get around the golf course really well, too, and and I, I know you still play the occasional event. And for, for our folks that, that are watching and listening, what, what what's maybe a couple of keys that, that you've had since turning 50 to, to stay flexible, to stay fit, uh, to continue to play excellent golf? That's just, just this, uh, Charlie. When, when I turned 50, during my 50th year, I, I was still exempt on the PGA Tour my 48 and 49 years. So uh, I had that nice transition, but I could feel my body wasn't quite right. And if I was going to be an impactor or play well on a PGA Tour champion, I knew I had to get in better health. My body needed to be stronger for, for the long run. Uh, because you, you play almost every single event on the PGA Tour Championship. There's 25 events. You pretty much play them all. Um, so I got to work with uh, a, a gentleman out in, uh, a doctor out in uh, Newport Beach, uh, Dr. Tim Brown, uh, in his system. And we started working on mobility and flexibility. Um, because we spent all of our time hunched over and getting smaller and shorter. We worked on getting lengthened back. You know, get, get the shoulders back, uh, back lengthened, uh, get the hamstrings and the legs, you know, uh, un kind of lengthened as well. Get them loose and flexible. Get those hip flexors to support those legs and that back. Um, so when I learned how to do that and got out onto that program, uh, I could just feel my body start to, to lengthen out just mm -hmm. a little bit. And as we get older, you get you shrink down, there's no doubt. So we work constantly, not so much on on strength and, and uh, you know, getting stronger and bulkier, we were trying to get leaner and also more flexible and lengthened out. Um, and it, it, it worked for, for quite a long time. I think as we get older, we have to work on that, uh, just that uh, flexibility and mobility and lengthening out your body. Yeah, as you describe that, I'm sort of trying to correct my posture here, <laughs> here in yeah. my chair. I'm going to sit up a little, a little straighter. Like and, yeah, and, we and, spent all our lives 
hunched over like that. Yeah. So we want to go the other way. Well, I, I can certainly feel, I'm 53 now, and I can certainly feel my flexibility decreasing. But can, can you give me maybe one example when you say you, you're working on lengthening the, the spine and, and, and try, trying to feel a little bit taller? Yeah. Maybe just one example of how you go about doing that. And you can get on that big exercise ball and just lay on your back and put the put the ball kind of between your shoulder blades and just move around and just let your shoulders kind of hang off, you know, and, 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 get, and feel pretty much like those shoulders are just lengthening. You can feel the muscles in just, you know, getting stretched back and stretched out and getting long again. And you can do a lot of number, a number of things with your arms, um, you know, and then you go down into your, into your hip flexors. You can, you know, get those. Um, loosened up as well. You know, it, it doesn't take very long. It does. It's not. It's not expensive. Just go to the gym, get on that exercise ball, and just get lengthened out. Mm. Um, you, you, before you start around, if you don't have access to that, you know, get on that golf cart or something, and and, and make sure that your body is going this way backwards. Opening up, opening up the shoulders. Out. Yeah. Exactly. That that you, you, know, opened up. you know that sounds doable. It's like my favorite workout's always been. Uh, Getting in a tub, filling it all the way to the top, pulling the plug, and fighting the current. There you go. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but I worry about that exercise ball. Last time I tried to get on one of those, I popped it. So that's not a that's <laughs> that's not a good sign. But no, I, I love your advice on that. And it, and it does your your approach throughout your long career to not not only fitness, but but all the new equipment, all the new instruction. To me, has always been a real common sense approach is one of the reasons I have such great respect for you, the discipline you've had, you know, you'll go try some of the new stuff and then maybe move from where you've been that direction, but you don't just jump in all in and one and go, go all out right. something. Because if you do that, you get in a situation where, where it's unsustainable and, and your approach has just been, been amazing uh, to, to watch. So uh, the thing I want to close with, there's something that, that happened to me as I was sneaking up on 50 with with the putting, you know, you think about oh, you got to lose distance. You, you worry about flexibility. Is the ball striking gonna go? I, I could sort of figure out how to hit it, but but putting to me at some point after sneaking up on fifty or just turning fifty, all of a sudden looked like, you know, try, trying to. It's like like all of a sudden instead of reading a book that's in English, I've always been able to understand. It's like I'm looking at Mandarin Chinese, you know, and I can't even right. get started on that. What, what is the approach that you've used towards putting as you've gotten a little bit older? You know, that's interesting, uh, Charlie. I've, I've, I've always thought of myself as not, not a streaky putter. I was a good putter. I wasn't a great putter, um, but I haven't really switched methods in, into my 50s and into my 60s. I still use the same type of putter, uh, conventional grip. Um, I, I basically tried to emulate my putting strokes with my golf swing, which is pretty rounded, very rotational, little bit of, you know, you know um, movement of the face. And a uh, story that w when, I, when I turned 50, my first event was in October, so I only had a couple of events to play. And the, uh, first, my first week was in Houston. Uh, I shot six under par for the three days. Not, not horrible, but not, not, you know, not great. I got beat by 19 shots. Woo. Bernhard Langer shot 25 under par, and between... Houston and the next week in San Antonio, I made an absolute adjustment going, okay, I need to put another wedge in the bag. I need to have a, a hybrid in the bag. And you know what? I need to hit the ball a little bit closer to the hole 
and, and, and kind of change my approach to the whole game um, because you, as, as well as you know, it's, um, you've got to shoot four or five under par every single day. You've got to shoot 12 to 15 to 18 under par for three days to win these golf tournaments. So I had to be better, uh, you know, getting the ball closer to the hole, but also taking advantage of those opportunities. So I worked really, really hard on those 10 foot and in type of putts. Yeah. And I really tried to train my eyes again to feed that information. Let that golf hole feed that information to me. Uh, instead of trying to worry so much about a stroke or worry so much about mechanics or what type of putter I was using, I really started to focus on that hole again. And I know you've worked a lot with, uh, with uh, Dr. Bob Lutella. I have. I'm his only failed student. <laughs> no, I don't think so, Charlie. I don't think at all. Um, but uh, I worked with him for a little while, and the, the one thing I got out of that was that system and that kind of routine on letting that golf ball feed me all that information, mm-hmm. whether it was speed, direction. Um, you know, I would really focus in on that hole, and when I got my eyes back to the hole, and like, like we know, it's, it's, called, it's kind of called the run and shoot. Yeah. And I kind of ran my eyes back to the ball and just, you know, let things free up. It's like it, you know, I play basketball. It's just like shooting a, a, a basket. Um, let that rim and let that net give you that information on where you are and how hard and what kind of shots you want to play. Well, same thing in putting. I let those eyes go back and I freed up my stroke. And when I was doing that, I, I putted my best. So I wasn't really worried about that mechanic so much, but letting myself get freed up and be athletic. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all that, John. And, and the way I'm reading it, and, and again, going back to, to why you've had such a long career, you didn't change who you are. You didn't necessarily change the technique. Right. You just sort of adjusted your game plan and changed your approach a little bit. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, and yep. that's, that's the case in golf as we get a little bit older, and that's the case in life as we get a little bit older. You know, yes. When you get to be close, all right, yeah, you, you got to <laughs> simplify and get down simplify. to the basics and do what's important and let the other stuff uh, be a distraction to somebody else. John right. Cook. Uh, you're a great champion. You're a great friend. And I appreciate you spending time uh, with us here today on the Charlie Romer Balls in the Air podcast. My pleasure, Charlie. And ball in the air at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. It. And you're not going to be late. Neither am I. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thank you, Cookie.